It is time to dig deep with Stacy and Stacy, a podcast for anyone hungry for God and willing to tackle today's relevant issues with authentic conversations inspired by Holy Scripture, prayer, and devotion to the sacraments. Hosted by two Texas gals who went to the same country Baptist church as little girls, had crazy lives, and found each other again decades later as Catholic convert wives and moms. Get ready, y'all. They're fixing to get real. I'm Stacey Prisankos. I'm Stacey Parkwood. Happy Friday. Woohoo! Yes, this is our 10th episode of Season 2, September 23rd. And today, after we talk about Scripture, do our Scripture reflection, we're going to talk about time. Stacey's actually going to answer that question. What is time? And time. we're going to try not to get too <laughs> emotional since it is Friday. <laughs> right. Oh, well, let's just say a prayer and we'll get right to it. Thank you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Father God, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that uh, we get to come together every morning, and we get to talk about you, and we get to read your word, and I'm just so thankful that we are able to do that. I just ask that you would be a part of our conversation today. And I ask that you would open the eyes of our understanding, that we would comprehend the scriptures. I pray that you would give us fresh eyes to see you and ears to hear. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. And as I do every day, I encourage you to pick up the word and spend some time with the Lord, read the scriptures and, uh, and hear what he has to say to you. So today we're going to talk about, uh, well, we're going to read Luke chapter 9, and this is the gospel reading for the day. It says, once when Jesus was praying in solitude and the disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? And they replied, John the Baptist, others, Elijah, and still others, one of the ancient prophets has arisen. And then he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said in reply, the Christ of God. He rebuked them and directed them not to tell this to anyone. He said, the son of man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests and the scribes and be killed on the third day and be killed and on the third day be raised. Okay. Well, this is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. When Jesus asked them, mm-hmm. who do you say that I am? I love that. In Matthew 16, it's actually in the uh, the other gospels, but in Matthew, I love the way it's um, recorded because it says, he asked them, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I love that. That is, that's like a stand up and shout moment. (laughs) Earlier in the week, we discussed how Jesus was raised from the dead Mm -hmm. and how he is truly the living God. And, and Peter says, you are the son of the living God. I love that the disciples ate with him and how doubting Thomas responded. So this reminded me of uh, when the disciples were gathered in John chapter 20. They were all gathered together and they told Thomas, 
who is known as Doubting Thomas, Mm -hmm. we have seen the Lord. And he replied, Thomas did, unless I see the mark of the nails on his hands and put my finger into the place where his nails pierced and insert my hand into his side, I will not believe. I mean, that makes me want to step to the side in case lightning strikes right there. Eight days later, the disciples were again in the house. And on this occasion, Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood in their midst. And he said, peace be with you. (laughs) Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Do not doubt any longer, but believe. And then it says, Thomas exclaimed, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus said to him, you have come to believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. So we have Peter answering that question. Who do you say that I am? He Mm -hmm. has a revelation. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And we have Mm -hmm. Thomas who at first doubted, but now has a revelation and says, you are my Lord and my God. I love that. I think it's Mm -hmm. powerful when we get a revelation of who Jesus is. And, you know, I think that the reason these scriptures don't just speak to me, but they just yell at me is because I really think God is asking us the same question today. Who do you say that I am? I mean, who is he to you? Is he healer? Are you unwell? Is he friend? Do you feel alone? Is he savior? Do you need rescuing? Is he redeemer? Do you need redemption? Is he your provider? Are you in need of? Just fill in the blank. Is he your helper? Is he your warrior, your king? Is he your Lord and your God? Who is he to you? You know, we've said that we all go through things and everybody's circumstances may be different, but God meets us right where we are. And he is everything that you need. He's your protector. He's your safe haven. You know, he will, uh, he's your solid rock that you can stand on when everything else is shaking around you. He's not, he's your consistent. He is, he is, uh, Anything that you need, he has. It's like mm-hmm. it's like we can we can say, Lord, I I give you my my fear and I take you know your courage. I mean, he will he will supply your needs. Yeah, and then it's so I, hard. I, I would. It is. Oh, it is. But it's it's when you get that revelation, like like Thomas didn't know who he t- doubted. He knew who he mm-hmm. was. But he doubted, but when he saw him, when when he got that revelation. He's like, okay, you're not just the Lord. You're not just the teacher. You're not just the anointed one. My Lord and my God is what he says. And it's like, you know, when we get that revelation, it's like God doesn't, he's no longer just the God of the Bible. You know what I'm saying? He becomes Mm -hmm. our God, our Lord, our friend, our savior. And I just, you know, I encourage you to just take time and do a little reflection and just answer that question. Who do you say that he is? And then I encourage you to ask him, okay, Lord, who do you say that I am? And if you don't hear anything, don't fret. Keep knocking. (laughs) Keep asking. Matthew 7 says, 
Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And like Galatians chapter six reminds us, let us never grow weary in doing what is right before, for in due season, we shall reap a harvest. In due time, we shall reap a harvest, depending on your translation. Mm-hmm. Speaking of time, just real quick, I've really struggled. I went back and forth with this today with the the gospel reading and the scripture reading because it was just so powerful, all of it. So much. Mm-hmm. But the Yes. And the scripture reading was in Ecclesiastes and it was talking about time. Mm -hmm. It talked about when to do something, when not to do something. It all hinges on time. Mm -hmm. It starts out, there is an appointed time for everything and a time for everything under the heavens. I mean, have you ever heard time is of the essence? Have you ever (laughs) felt rushed? When trying to make the right decision, don't rush me. I just need more time. Or have you ever felt like the answer was yes, but not now? And if not now, when? It's all about timing. Timing is important. Picking the right time to have a conversation is important. From planting crops to planning a vacation, timing is important. And it's important to make time for Jesus, which is why we remind you every morning to go ahead and take time to... Read the scriptures for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's right. So do that. Take time today to read the scriptures, reflect and answer the Lord's question. Who do you say that he is? Yeah. I I love this, this uh, Old Testament passage about time because, um, I mean, when I was little, I always just like there, there's a certain, I took it as instructions. There's a certain time, there's a time to get dressed. There's a time to have your dinner because you kind of order your days (laughs) by the schedule that's imposed on you. And so I took it to mean instructions, but but when I get out, when I got Mm -hmm. older, like I want to give a little chemistry lesson here. and, And the point is not to teach chemistry because everybody will just hang up and 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 log off the podcast <laughs> if they think that's coming which breaks my heart that people don't aren't taught it better but um but this is mind-blowing so this is uh I, I talk about this when I give talks a lot Stacey you may have heard me say it before but it's one of those things that blows my mind I can't even ever like every time I talk about it I can't get my head around it so as a chemist, I was taught very early on what time is because we use a little T in our equations a lot. Like time is a big factor when we're talking about chemical reactions and, and kinetics and equilibrium and, and all of that. You, you have to pay attention to how long a reaction's been reacting. And so we have time in the equation. So time matters. And time is defined very, very precisely. So theologically, time is created by God. God is outside of time, right? That's why you can, you can pray, you can bless your meal after you already started eating, if you forgot. (laughs) (laughs) God will still hear it. (laughs) That's good. You can. Bless the food that's that's on my plate. (laughs) It still counts. But time, like, like we don't, this is one of those philosophical things you don't go around thinking about a lot during the day, but time is created by God because God is outside of time. Time began in the beginning of time, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, 
there. I, I quoted a scripture in the beginning. God yeah. created yeah. everything. That's when time started. And it, it's part of God's creation that time um, is is going and time started and it's been marching forward ever since then. Well, when you get to us in the modern times and modern modern science, we had to define time very precisely. And I know almost everybody has a, a mobile phone and your mobile phone probably gets the time that it tells you from an atomic clock. Well, what that is, is somewhere in the world, and it's defined by the International Committee of Weights and Measures uh, in France, I believe. And they precisely recorded the definition of a second. So we have to make up the definition of a second. God didn't say this will be a second. There will be 60 seconds in a minute. There will be 60 minutes an hour. God didn't say that. We came up with those words and definitions and parameters. And we used to measure time like with the sundial. We used to measure time with, you know, gears and a watch that would keep time and you'd have to wind it back up every now and then because it would run down. You'd have to find someone that had the right time. You're always like wondering who decides what time it really is. Well, now we have atomic clocks kept in laboratories that dictate the time for the whole world. And the way we do that. So this is the awesome part. The way we do that is with the cesium-133 atom. So cesium is just a big atom. It's got a lot of electrons around it. And what electrons do is they're, they're orbiting around the nucleus. They're jumping from energy levels. That's what quantum mechanics is. The electrons jump to a higher energy level and fall back down. Well, there's something called hyperfine splitting of the ground state. And so what that is, is the electrons that haven't gotten excited yet, they don't jump yet, they're in the ground state, orbiting around the cesium nucleus. They jiggle, okay? They, that's called the hyperfine splitting. They jiggle. It's about a million times smaller than a regular jump of an electron between energy levels. And they're jiggling. And as they're jiggling, they're giving off radio waves. And those little jiggles, that hyperfine splitting of the ground state of the cesium-133 electrons, those jiggles jiggle very precisely. They jiggle 9,192,631,770 times. And that's how we define a second. So that is wow. amazing. At, at the level of an atom, we can so precisely measure the radio waves coming out of the little jiggles of these electrons in a certain atom. And it does it so precisely that the whole world marks its time by that, those little atoms. So every time a second passes in your life, like right now, let one pass, 1,001, there was a second. Somewhere in the world, those electrons jiggled 9 billion times, more than 9 billion times in the time we said one Mississippi. And, and so that's, that's amazing. amazing. Like, it's amazing. If you, if, don't, I mean, do, do you think that, Stacey, like, is that, am I just a nerd or is that like mind-blowing? That is my, I mean, that's amazing. And to hear you explain it is amazing because when you're saying, I mean, the way our minds are so different. I mean, <laughs> when you're saying hyperfine, all I yeah. think of is super good looking. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so really cute electrons. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, but you, the way you describe that, that nine, all that, 
jiggles all that many times. I mean, it must be just going 90 to nothing. I can't imagine it. Yeah, I can't wrap my mind 9 around. billion to nothing. It It is. Yeah. And, and it, that's what blows my mind about chemistry because because when, when when I prayed the creed in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, you know, wow. when, when we got to the philosophy and the theology and, and I, I was taught that God holds everything in existence. I'm like, yeah, I believe it. Because we, we think God is faithful because the sun rises every morning or the earth rotates and it looks like the sun rises. We think God is faithful, faithful because our days pass. But it's not just our days that pass. It's something down at this crazy, minute, subatomic level that there is so much consistency and order. God is so faithful. Mm -hmm. We can mark our seconds by jiggles and cesium atoms. And so they're kept in this in this lab and and that's measured and that is the atomic clock and um and it's not a new concept we've been doing that since like before i was born since 1967 so it it's just not something that's very well known but that mm -hmm. is how we mark time okay now move nerdy me up to motherhood and and i'm holding my baby in my arm every time i did this all seven times i'm holding the babies in my arms after they're first born and I know those electrons in the cesium atoms are jiggling away. <laughs> and like, did you ever feel like with your newborns, you're like, I want time to stop. I want them yeah. not like at the end of that first day, you're like, my baby will never be one day old again. And now mm -hmm. my baby's two mm -hmm. days old. And now my baby's a week old. And now my baby's a month old. And it just goes by so fast. And I remember I didn't really have postpartum depression, but I bawled my heart out because I couldn't make it stop. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just wanted uh -huh. to hang on. And I used to just stare at them and try to remember every little face and every little coo and every and the smell of their hair and I just tried so hard to hang on. And I know now that my, my youngest kid is now 11 and the rest of them are tall. All the kids are almost taller than me. A couple of them are, are not quite that tall, but they're all grown. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I know, I know they know, like I still keep an Excel spreadsheet of how many days old all my kids are. <laughs> <It's gracious. laughs> Uh, but you know what, Stacey, I'm always saying that, you know, a glimpse into my mind. This is this is how your mind works. You know, this is how you're wired. And God is a God of order. I, I You know, I said you said yes. something a minute ago about how he's got everything in order. Well, it tells us in the word that he is a God of order. But now that yeah. takes on a whole different meaning to yes. me, hearing what you say. Yes. Yeah. So it, so and how big God must be to you, because like you said, OK, yes. so. We think, oh, God's awesome. The sun rises every morning and, you know, the the rain comes and the seasons come and we look at the, the pretty flowers and the butterflies and all this stuff. We think, oh, God's awesome. But you see him in a millisecond. I mean, you see every, you know, everything and all that happens in that one second just to hold everything together. God must be huge to you. That's amazing to me. Very huge. It, it was actually very difficult converting because because I knew all that. And, um, you know, that scripture that says God knows all the hairs on your head. I'm like, yeah, he knows where all the electrons are and all the atoms and all the carotene <laughs> protein molecules in every hair on my head. And I was honestly at first I was like, back off a little bit, God. <laughs> it's like, 
too much. <laughs> You're too much in my face. <laughs> so, that's, that's you say, who is God to you? I, I, but that, like, I do a lot yeah. of talks on faith and science because, because I think if I say the science is the study of the handiwork of God, I think by knowing things like that, I know the mind of God a little better. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, but the and handiwork of God, the handiwork of God to me and the handiwork of God to you, that's different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I like you explaining this now has just given me another um I, I see I see kind of see you different too, you know. I see you in a new light. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, I, I, uh, I have like I'm prone to anxiety and I have to do things like that to give my mind something to work on so I don't just you know, stress myself out to death, but it mm. it is, but here's what it meant to me. Like, the, the, so that's just one atom. That's one element on the periodic table. The periodic table mm. has a whole bunch of elements. <laughs> and so I, I tell people sometimes like that, that is my answer to suffering. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, Stacy, the way we talk about it, walk it through, you know, the struggle bus and, um, you know, be, being in the moment and, and trusting God to get us through. This is the honest to God truth. And this is who God is to me when I'm suffering, like when I get the phone call with bad news about one of my children, when I, when I, when I hear one of my children leaves and doesn't want to talk to me ever again, and, and it's going to take about a month, you know, until I hear from <laughs> I, I understand that. Happens, it hurts, you know, it's painful. Yeah. When I worry about them going to heaven or hell, and I, when I worry about what they're what choices they're going to make in their life, whenever there's pain, or, and like we're we're also facing a lot of stuff. Like you taught me, the sandwich generation, we're facing a lot of stuff with our parents too, and at the same time, we're facing a lot of stuff with our kids and grandkids. When things get really hard, this is no no kidding around. What I do, I just go outside and look at the clouds and the trees and the sun, where the the hydrogen's burning into helium and it's giving off all this energy, and all the <laughs> the photons of light are streaming down for the photosynthetic process on Earth. I just look at, I go outside and I look around and I'm like, God has got this. Like to me, that is God's faithfulness. The the fact of our existence. The fact that we exist, that we can draw another breath, mm -hmm. that our heart beats one more time is a reminder to me that God has everything in his hands. We literally are cupped in his hands. Um, right. We are his most precious handiwork and so are our kids. And, 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 and when that day comes where we take our last breath, it's not over. That's not the end of our life. It's the end of our life mm -hmm. on this creation. But then we go... Yeah we go, hopefully that's our, our whole journey of life is to be with him forever in heaven. So mm. that's what time is to me. Like time is something we've been given to remind us of the faithfulness of God. That's awesome. When you talk about that calms you, I, I just say a rosary. <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night is usually when I get stressed. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about stuff and I will, I, I will start just saying a rosary and I just, I just drift off into peaceful sleep. It's just, it yeah. has worked every single time, but time it's repetitive too. You yeah. know, it's repetitive itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Time is my love language. A quality time is my yeah. love language. I mean, it, you know, it is something that you can't take back. It's it, to me, it's so valuable because you can't take that, you know, like you were saying, your baby is will never be another one day old again. She'll never be, you know, two days old again. 
it's once time is gone, it's gone. If someone gives me an afternoon, if someone spends their time Mm -hmm. with me, to me, that that's love. It just, they have given me something so valuable. Yeah. And you told me that, and I appreciated that you told me that because, you know, like, like giving someone my time to me is I forget about those things. I forget about all those little details and, and I have really had to work hard. Empathy comes naturally for you, Stacy, but it doesn't come naturally for me. It's real hard for me to get out of my own skin. And, you know, I, I do think that was something I had to mature through because it was, a, it was a selfishness for a long time because I was so insecure. I was constantly thinking, what, what are people thinking about me? And I couldn't mm-hmm. get out of my own head. But, but to be like when we get together, the first time we even got together and and then started talking about doing this work together, that was like time standing still for me. It was like I forget about all those stresses and those details and anxieties. And when we're together, we're just laughing our heads off about about just being together, you know, about goofy stuff sometimes <laughs> and about and I can tell you anything and you come right back at me with the very best in it. Like. Like I said earlier this week, when one of my kids called with some really bad news and then and then hung up on me because they're never going to talk to me again, um, you just said, "Well, well, that child is going to have a very interesting <laughs> testimony." <one day." laughs> oh, so if you don't have a friend like Stacy, get you one. <laughs> oh my goodness, we do have fun together. I love spending time with you. <laughs> yes, we have a lot of fun. And if y'all have seen our pictures, um, the uh, we had a lot of fun that day. Too. Yes. <laughs> I think we laughed so much our faces hurt. With the cows. <laughs> With the cows. The cows coming up on us. The cows are, we had to post some of those pictures where the cows were like in our, in your ferns. Yes. <laughs> trying to eat my plants there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're wrapping up the second week of our podcast going five days a week. Thank you for listening. If you're listening to us, we would love to hear from you. So please share the podcast with your friends. But also, if you can go to Facebook and let us know you're listening, we would really appreciate it. And uh, or yes. you can go to our website, Stacy and Stacy dot site. Spell out the ends. S T A C Y and S T A C Y dot site. S I T E. And you can um, find an email address there to contact us with as well. But we'd like to hear from you and keep listening. And we're going to keep this pace up. Pray for us because um, it takes it takes a lot to produce a podcast five days a week. It does. It does. Especially in the sandwich situation (laughs) that we're both in right now. So many times we have to stop because (laughs) there are babies or dogs or other adults. Yes. A very busy household. Well, we will sign off for this week. Um, There's a time for everything. Have a great weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Monday. I'm Stacy. I'm which one am I? I'm (laughs) Stacy Trisankos. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Stacy Farquharson. Until next time. If you are interested in bringing Stacy and Stacy to your parish or study group for a retreat or a talk, they would love to come liven things up and keep it real. Please see Stacy and Stacy.site for more information. <laughs>